I would like to procure the bag. I want to be a rich bitch. Penthouse store man. Money, 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 rich bitch. Hey, hey, give me that bag. Rich bitch. You're so rich. Already. Already. From the get. From the jump. I'm trying to be respectful of your time. (laughs) You're great. You're great. I love it. No, I came on. It's like you're being recorded. I was like, oh, work. Okay, good thing. She got her face. No, I'm just kidding. Right. I know, right. Like if you were topless and your titties out, like, like, ah, edit it down. We we famously don't edit. So, yeah, I know. (laughs) Well, man. Well, it's always the first. Love that. How are you? How are you? What's going on? I'm just having a good time here in New York City. Woo! There you are, flying above, high above the uh, the great city of of the New Yorks. New York City. Um, how are you? Oh my gosh, it's like start. Today's already cuckoo kachu. I can't. Uh, yeah, how are I you? mean, I'm I'm exhausted. You wore yeah. me out this weekend with all Sorry. of the going outs. It's totally okay. Uh, it was my choice. I'm glad I went. <laughs> I had fun. But I had so many plans for yesterday uh, to, like, go out. I was going to take the ferry down to Rockaway and just, like, have a fake cruise vacation moment on, like, the New York City ferry. And I didn't do it. I didn't leave my apartment. I barely left oh, my couch. I essentially that. stayed in bed till 5 p.m. and then watched, oh. a, bu- watched a bunch of succession. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Where? Okay. So I just finished season two. You just finished season two. Yes. Okay, 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 yes. okay. I thought I was in three already. I was not. Yeah, I, I was like, I feel like you're not because you kept saying like this, I'm not gonna say out loud, an incident that happened. I go, I feel like that's early. I feel like yeah, we're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was okay. my bad. But um, because I'm not okay. really paying attention. I'm just letting them play. Yeah, but yeah. the end of season two into season three was like, <clears throat> but so good. <laughs> so, guys, that kind of saw it coming. Uh, when you, the deeper you get into that show, the more you're just like, my God they really spent the time on this they, they really, really they really the writing did. is brilzies and um the way that they wrote it um just flows incredibly the world well, is so crazy and interesting yeah and like also it, it kind of feels like like they've gone nowhere like that they as far yeah. as like the big question has gone absolutely sure. nowhere Mm-hmm. But so many other things have happened around them that it almost yes. feels like you're like, when is the plot going to pick up? Like, when is yeah. this going to be answered? Yeah. And obviously, like, this is a very long four season arc of what the answer to that is. But holy shit, when you're watching it, you're like, all of these things are just happening. But the, but nothing has happened with like the, yeah. the crux of it. it's this very weird, like headspace that I'm in watching this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very, but I feel like it's very true to form. It's like things are, you know, one minute they're going to make this deal and it's going to work out. Then that gets switched and it turns into this or, you know, but in terms of like interpersonal relationships, so much shit happens and changes and everybody. Oh my God. And like I mean, Shiv, so much changes. Shiv is such a badass. And like Roman in Turkey was just like, ah. yeah, there's just so much. <laughs> like I want to rewatch because you see them because you feel like maybe it's similar but then when you look back at season one versions of them there's actually a big difference between a where they're at how they act um it's actually very in, very interesting but it's almost like an insidious uh slow burn in a way yeah. although i do feel like each episode although like five things happen 
you know, where they're like, this is what we're going to do. Oops, that thing got Oops, bought. Just kidding. Okay, now we're going to do yeah. this. Okay, now we're going to Oh, gonna never mind. Yeah. Gonna... Oh, shit. Okay. Because that's like so true to life of these fu- of these people. I mean, that's yeah. why um, Roger Ailes is it? Like his widow was like, or not widow, his woman, he was like divorcing. Blah, blah, blah. They literally sent a letter to the show succession to be like, don't use any of our du- divorce. Don't use any of our stuff because they feel like this is so true to their creep their crazy billionaire life that these people are just like tapping them and figuring out plot lines (laughs) from them but that's what i mean is like it seems like it's so on on the nose for like what people like this are and what they feel and how they act um it's like that it's a crazy feeling of like i don't think they even know what being a person is um at all yeah i actually i heard a really funny or interesting commentary on that about them not being knowing how to be people. It's mm-hmm. because when you're of that class, you don't have to associate with people no. because you have a car that takes you to wherever you're going. That's probably a place that normal people can't go. You have your private planes. You have all the other, you don't interact with people anyway. So, anyway. Right. So you don't know how people think, feel, interact, do anything. Yeah. And so everything's like a, um, like you're a meat suit. Like you're just like, okay. So people like that, right? Buzzwords, uh, synergy, da 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 da. Let's go. And you're like, wait, no. People like just want to be able to like afford things and eat and like be people and like, right. Um, but they are just like, I am also people. I am people. And you're like, wow. It's just so crazy to see, especially like a woman in that state and what that means Shishavan, as opposed to how she has to be whatever her front is or her reality is like she has to be very hard she has to be very you know and then kendall's like bag in the wind roman yeah. is cuckoo cachoo god bless them and <laughs> um and then what's his face the oldest brother <laughs> i can't remember his name i always am oh, just like connor connor Oh, Connor. Also cuckoo cuckoo. Cuckoo cuckoo. Oh my like, god. It's so funny. Like the idea, I love the line where where Rowan was like, Oh, the line. Do you really think that that's a good idea? Going from like to the the president of the United States after having done nothing? Like it was and he's like, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Sure. No, yeah, it's so, there's it's so, so many, wild. Yeah, there's so many weird things that um mirror what you've heard about like Army Hammer's family or like all this stuff. Like you see. It's really yeah. a great investigation that. Yes. Yeah, yes. it's crazy. The Vanderbelts. Yeah, I'm loving it though. It's uh it's one of those things I'm always late to the party on all these things, you know, and it's one of those things that was always on the radar and I was like, yeah, okay, like everyone says how good it is. I'll watch it one day and then I just decided to. So here we are. Here we are. <laughs> the on my session the... of fangirl about yeah, I'm such a well, off off cam. I want to talk to you about it because there's just so much to talk about. But yeah, when you finish sure. it it's just gonna be. Oh my god! I can't wait. I you, gonna, you and me I've, and Mike. You and me and Mike need to have like a sit down. We'll just sit down and just. Yeah, I'm into it. Let's do it. Thing. Okay, done. Um, but okay, fine. We're gonna do it. <laughs> okay. Okay, fine. Um, we're. I'm actually watching for the first time. Finally, um, my friend who was visiting this weekend, Alicia, kind of got us into Only Murders in the Building. It's um, so good. It's so good. We're on. Uh, we binged all season one, and then we're about halfway through season two, and I really do enjoy it. I think it's really. Uh, I think it's really interesting. It's, it feels like it'll be lighthearted. And then there's moments where you're like, damn. And then there's moments where you're like, and we're back to the lighthearted realness. I'm surprised yeah. you hadn't watched this before. I feel like, like in just in my brain, I feel like it's something that you would have liked. Totally. I think the problem is life is too crazy and I didn't have time, but 
Totally. Uh, I think I just think that I just didn't. That's like everything. Like I want to watch Billions. I want to watch. I want to watch The White Lotus. Haven't watched yeah. it. Oh my god, you'll love that. Holy Yellow shit. Yellow Jackets. I mean, I just there's things I haven't seen at all that I really need to see. But I have seen some of the big, the ones that are the most actor decorated. If you understand what I mean. Yeah. Like, like the successions of it all, where you're like every single person is nominated, and I get it. You know yeah. what I mean. So. I think my problem is because of the SAG, SAG Awards. Um, I fo- I had to be like, what do I do? I have to focus on the ones that are pretty much like the actors are winning a lot of awards because I, if I don't, I just don't have any time and my voting will be disingenuous. Yeah. Now that I've added myself and seen the White Lotus, then I, I probably already, everyone's like, she is disingenuous. She didn't watch the White Lotus, but. Um, I mean, for real though, it's like season one is good. Season two is real good. But to my, to, but to be real, the the succession crew always wins so it's just like i've seen everything about succession so i felt okay voting i was like well i vote for her anyway so fair yeah 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 sarah snook can get it there we go sarah snook okay girl um yeah no but it's it's been really fun i really like the show i think it's really smart and interesting um it took me a minute to get used to certain characters and their acting and i was like and then i was like oh okay i get it i get it it's like like it's the vibe like yeah. Tom, Tom was like immediately like you're in a different show like what what yeah. are you doing but oh, yeah. then but then you get used to it and you're like oh now I see what you're doing yeah yeah okay. no you're definitely and he's actually like that's what's so brilliant about Tom is because he's such and I was actually talking about only murders in the building where I have some acting oh um, sorry yeah but that's cool either way Tom is a fish out of water and he plays that well because he's from middle class I mean you think about um you think about uh, everyone in that show is such a different from a different lifestyle. And here she is with someone who is from middle America, who has worked his way up, um, who's had to work his way up uh, and how that is a fish out of water experience. And he does feel like he is in another him and Greg, him and Greg are like in another show. It's great. Well, we need and that. Al- and also how interesting that he like gloms onto Greg and beats him up probably in a similar way that he was when he first got there too. But Correct. two murders in the building, I know what you're talking about because the Selena Gomez of it all really bugged me in the beginning. And I was like, oh no, how did this happen? But now I get it. And it's like, okay, cool, cool, cool. This fits. Oh I yeah, okay. Because I don't want to throw any shade in, and it's just like, but as an actor, you spend a lot of time being very... Uh, you know, you want you want to feel all the things they're feeling. You want to believe what they're saying. You want to da da da. And it you know it was just hard because we have such heightened actors like you know Martin Short is just killing it every five seconds. And I don't know Steve Martin is too, but it's like you know at first I was just like, and then I was like okay okay yeah. Well, and that it. that was kind of my thought in the show when I first started watching it was like these three people are in three separate shows. Like they're yeah. in three different shows with three different directors and there's no cohesion. But the way that it wraps into each it's other. It's now working. Yeah. Because like, because think about it, like living in it, like you and I both, like anyone who lives in New York City, living in an apartment building, like no one in the building is all the same. Of course they're not. No. Like the people in my building are so fucking different from each other. Oh, yeah. Like the, that's exactly how it would feel when you got together with people in your building because you don't know them. And like everyone's from a totally separate walk of life from you and. And so then that also, to that point of the show, makes sense. It does. It completely does. And yeah, and, I, and I'm interested to see. And also, I think both shows that we're discussing are great examples of good writing. Oh, yeah. And how during this strike time, that is such a loss for the studios to not have good writers orchestrating such great content, you know, because you have to be an excellent writer to be able to dodge and weave and create believable worlds in both these shows. Um, and and create them, you know, we have one that's like a mystery, 
and one that's like a slow unraveling of humanity and humans and what they are and what does that mean and seeing the ins and out of two worlds that we maybe aren't related to or don't know fully but we can relate you know so I think that's that's the brilliance of both of them because like obviously I don't think me and you can relate to like maybe we can't we've lived in New York long enough someone getting murdered in our building but um I mean there was a guy across the hall from me who just died so (laughs) not murdered but dead for a couple days that we didn't know about so Yeah, yeah yeah No, there is that. No, there is that. I'm sure we've been in a situation. And I know I, I'm sure I have too, because we've lived in so many different buildings where someone probably died while I was here. And so, but in terms in, of like in this very murder mystery, like before I lived here, you know? Oh, yeah. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. Totally. I mean, and, I, and I think about that all the time. How many people have died in this apartment before I lived here? I actually think about that way often that I, I don't really think I should, but I yeah. do. Well, but like, really like we were talking about the other night at, at the yes. Hudson, when we were talking about cats and like seeing people, seeing mm-hmm. dead people and whatever, like, like, uh, yeah. I mean, there's not, not someone who died in, in our respective apartments. 100%. I just think like there, the history of New York and the history of some of these buildings have been around far too long for it to st- statistically get out unscathed, you know, really? like, like a body has been carted out of here. <laughs> Especially in these pre-war, babes. Pre-war oh, the pre-wars? I mean, oh, yeah, same. I mean, that's what we are. I mean, it, uh, yours is pre-war, I think, right, too? Yeah, it is. So to those aren't, who are not in New York, pre-war means before, what is it, World War? World War II. Two? Yeah. So, um, you know, of course somebody died here. Like, there was no, half of these places don't have elevators. I'm sure people were like, ah, get my body out of here. I can't get it. You know, like, just Toss like it out old, the window. <laughs> yeah, old fucking buildings, man. And they, they, things have gone down. Things you know? have gone down. Um, speaking of things that have gone down, I think it would be uh, remiss for us to not speak on, is that the right word to use? It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, it would, it would, it would, I think it's necessary for us to kind of mention two things, uh, one of which might not be on your radar, but it has been on mine. I am wearing my Darren Hayes homosexual oh. shirt uh, today because um, I believe it's Iran has now officially nationally banned the word homosexuality and gender. And there was a whole burning of like rainbow flags over there and whatnot. So I'm wearing this as a fuck you to them because like this is, you know, I'm sure the GOP is taking notes and they're like, sure. okay, how can we do that? But like, you know, from from a pride perspective, like, yeah, okay, fine. You can ban the words, but that's not going to make us go away. We've been here forever. Alexander the Great whooped your country's ass at one point. So like, calm the fuck down. Um, And he was gay as shit. So like, you know, that. And then also the uh, fires in Hawaii at Lahaina, which are just... Well, I don't know if you've seen any footage of this from from the peoples, but oh my God, like, and there are still tourists going there. There are still tourists like snorkeling when they haven't taken the bodies out of the ocean yet. Like what in the world? It's just, it's so sad. And there's a whole lot of like doom, doom scenarios happening that people are talking about uh, right now with all of that and the Gulf stream and all of those things that are changing and, and how fucked we are. But you know the people of Hawaii, uh, who I whose TikToks and things online that I have yeah. seen have basically said if you have a trip here planned, don't come. Like the resources are are uh, limited. are limited enough for the people who are who have now had their homes and communities completely leveled that would they don't need like rich white people coming in and like vacuuming up all of the food and water that they need to like literally survive right yeah. now. So. Yeah. You know, those are just. Do we have, the, a, do we have a website wanna... we can donate? 
Yeah. Do we have a website anywhere where we could donate something? So I don't know of one specifically, but I did see a video this morning saying that the Red Cross and FEMA were turning donations away from the local communities, which I think is absolute trash. Um, That is straight from a local's mouth who was trying to donate and has had reports of neighbors and whatnot that have tried to donate to FEMA and Red Cross locally, and they were turning them away. So I don't know if there's a place to safely and securely donate to the people of Hawaii, but if there is, we'll find it and we'll put it in the comments. Well, Uh, there's the Hawaii (laughs) Community Foundation. If you guys Google that, um, Hawaii Community Foundation seems to be like from the source to the locals. Um, There's also um, the Maui Food Bank um, is, is working as well. And then the third thing I found is the Maui United Way, which is um, on site, uh, founded in 1945. And they set up the Maui Fire and Disaster Relief Donations page. They're processed online and go directly there. So the three that I can come up with now, Hawaii Community Foundation, the Maui United Way, and Maui Food Bank. Yeah, because I hate this because every time we have a natural disaster or anything really terrible happens, there's always some weird red tape shit or like, where is this actually going? And it sucks because the Red Cross has, to my knowledge, not as totally effed like past so i don't really understand why um they would i mean it's probably it's probably just like you said it's probably red tape bureaucracy shit yeah it is so we'll we'll take those three websites and we'll put them in the the episode notes below if anyone feels the need to click and donate to the peoples of hawaii and please cancel your trips if you're going there yeah please and um actually this is very um topical because I've, I've been working I, I'm finishing it up today on a pitch deck with a creator in Hawaii he's fine but it's just very strange to have just spoken to someone there and been working closely with someone there and then like the background is different you know like the whole situation is different than when we were talking especially when you're making something now this is a very surface level thing obviously the main the main concern right now is the fact that people have been killed the fact that people are lost and they're looking for them the fact that they've lost their homes but this is just from uh from what i've experienced so far just talking to someone there working closely it's so bizarre to hear what a boom things were happening in terms of cinema and like the beautiful island of of maui and everything that they are doing uh and then now the discussion is like oh man well hopefully we'll make this movie but you know yeah. uh yeah i mean obviously with the strike and everything it wasn't gonna happen soon but it's just very sad because it's like from every facet it's just dream crushing it's soul crushing and it's like human crushing to just hear uh the devastation the photographs are are awful um awful awful. and uh i really i really thank the people or the indigenous people who live in hawaii who are discussing the history loss that they are now experiencing because of colonization and because of continued resources being stripped away and tourism and everything like that they're losing a lot of their heritage um and then to just lose it in a natural way um well, truly, it's unnatural. It's global warming, but you know what I mean in a way that is yeah. Violent there, like a, that. there was actually something I saw that had to do with the Dole Pineapple Company that it played into this in a major way, which is crazy because it was had to do with like overgrown uh, wildlife that then you know whatever with the power lines i think i heard somewhere that it was a power line that was down that started the whole thing but and like my question is i I just talked about this in a podcast interview that i was doing for my book the other day why do we still have power lines up do we even use them like uh yeah everything is 
like get rid of them everything is like digital and and like fiber optic shit that's underground like just why do we have them like turn them off i think we would um but if you (laughs) don't if you drive around america for like three hours you'll see them and it's no i know i mean they're everywhere my parents my parents like where they live in pennsylvania too i mean obviously they're the same that they were 30 40 50 years ago um you know i just feel like solar and you know all like wind, wind or whatever the fuck else like let's like it should or get off the pot time you know like and yeah. it has been but now like this happening to hawaii is horrible you know we're coming up we're in the middle of wildfire fire season for california and the southwest so like ooh, let's do something instead of just dealing instead of just letting it happen yeah okay. that's, it's, <laughs> gotta be something you can do. i mean i think the problem is too is um and this goes into like the whole perp the whole point like our society it seems like we all want to do something but yet it's like a lot of like well that's hard and it's really difficult to get this to happen or get that to happen but really it's just obstructionist politics as well as um organization from a grassroots level not being able to to reach the masses um yeah. and which also, really just sucks <laughs> it does suck and and i think it's also on like a cultural social level that we've just been inundated with so many like unprecedented shit for the last 20 years of our lives that like we're just exhausted like like aliens are real cool i don't care like we've talked about this before yeah like are you gonna gonna help pay for shit because otherwise like unless you're moving in to like cut my rent in half like go back on your spaceship i don't give a fuck like i don't care (laughs) Like a, to boldly go where wait can we just like figure out what we're doing here real quick yeah and yeah, then, yeah like can we just get health care like <laughs> women have like rights in those dozens <gasps> of states that they can't fucking get health care in there's yeah, actually it's uh, it's comical believe, at this point there's a couple states where there is literally zero OBGYNs. oh fuck yeah that's cool but it's we're going just like, well great well since that's happening roe v wade is happening we're having this attack on uh lgbtq uh everything whether it's um banning drag or banning the word homosexual or gay it's um it's just fucking absurd actually if i would just like to say to anyone listening if you really think that any book that a child reads that has any gayness in it is grooming, then I hope that you take every single story that you've ever read your kid that has any love story whatsoever in it, because it's always hetero, and tell yourself that's grooming too, because that's that's ridiculous. Why is it cool for me to watch Beauty and the Beast where she literally falls in love with an animal who turns back into a man? That's cool. That's not grooming. You know, that's not grooming that, you know, this princess wants to do this or this girl, you know, she gave up everything to be with like this dude on land. Now, like, don't give it, don't get it twisted. I love all of those stories. I want all of those stories out there. My <laughs> point is, why is it though when it's gay, it's grooming, but when it's just a straight gal and a guy who are underage, maybe, and are just like, and then kill each other, Remy and Juliet at the end. That's not, that's not indoctrination or grooming. Well- that's because just it's, cute. It's just and it's because it's straight people and because people. God and Jesus and Ronald Reagan. Yeah, rock and roll. So it's like I just don't understand this whole thing. Like, if you don't like gay people, okay, don't get it. But sure, um, and you have an issue with it, that's okay. Whatever. Um, your kid is not going to turn gay all of a sudden because they read a book about a, a gay no, story. I was gay long before I knew how to read. Anyway, exactly. like that's I have distinctive memories about that. Um, but like, just for the sake of argument, like, let's remove gay people in general sure. from society and all of the contributions that we have made. We would still be like living in shacks, yeah, <laughs> like, shacks. Uh, exactly. uh, 
it no, makes me stupid. laugh all the time. But it anyway, we don't need to harp on it. I just think it's mm-hmm. frustrating and annoying. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Iran of it all, of course, is like, yeah, it's or Iran. Sorry, I'm mispronouncing that. But the Iran of it all is just very frustrating to see in the news, especially at a time like this. Yeah. Uh, you know, but again, we've had so many things happening that it's kind of like, that's why I feel the need to say it out loud because we there's so to. many other things that are happening that it might get lost. Um, no, I, I think, I think we need to. And I think we also need to say that, you know, this is just an example of more religious patriarchal extremism, uh, you know, taking charge of a nation and destroying it, um, uh, from within culturally, socially, um, it's literally insane to believe a religion has to take control over a government body that that literally um I, I'm just blown away because especially in, even when it comes to Christianity and the Bible, does it really ever say you can't shouldn't be gay? It doesn't say don't lay with an animal or something. It doesn't even go into it. But yet we're following a 2000 year old book and that's supposed to f- somehow tell us how to govern. Like it's the same thing as really extremist Christianity. It's the same damn thing. So for those of oh, you yeah listening who damn and and have vitriol towards uh radical islam or muslim or anything like that and how they treat women please look at your own communities and stop treating us like shit too um especially and queer and queer and queer folks because like all of them have a problem with that for whatever reason um well we know why it's run by a lot of closeted men so you know that's it's a lot of that I would also like to say that, like, in the last seven days, there have been 12 shootings, and none of them have made the news at all, four of which were yesterday. So, like, you know, like, again, it's just... It's just us being inundated with so many like things that we're all just yeah. like, okay. Of course, yeah, of course we don't know what to do with like the Hawaii Maui disaster because we're already like, wow, we still haven't banned assault rifles. Um, because you literally don't need them unless you're in the military and or like you're fighting an army by yourself, which by the way, you never will be, my dudes. It's never gonna happen for it's you. Never happen. They don't care about you enough to come to your house and come after you, and you're not gonna be able to defend yourself with one. AR thing, which is literally meant to kill people. It's not for hunting. It's not for anything else but that. Why yeah. do you have that? I can't. I will never understand. I know. I will never get it. Yeah, it's it's just not a thing that is of my comprehension. I can't deal. I can't deal. So we, um, we make speed limits for, for people. So like everyone's like, well, if we make rules and the bad guys will act bad and the good guys will follow the rules. I was like, so like what there was a time when there weren't any speed limits and there were so many accidents there were no seat belts and no speed limits again those are rules but they are in in for all intents and purposes if you're not being seen you cannot do either of those things if you really don't want to but they have to be in place it does save lives i remember seeing this Literally. hilarious video when they first i think i think it was in the 70s or 80s but there was a news segment that was up about um the Oh God, was it was it the first time that they enforced seatbelt wearing or not drinking while driving? Whatever it was, <laughs> it was in color on TV and it was in the recent past. And these people were being interviewed and they're like, I can't believe that this is happening. This is bullshit. And I'm like, not drinking and driving. <laughs> like, yeah, like so hard we, for you. We grew up in a in a time where like you just didn't do that. Like we no. I watched I watched people that I went to school with be killed because of drink dr- drunk driving. And Same. so it was just something we grew up with knowing that that wasn't a thing that you did. But there, we forget that there was a period of time before those laws were put in place where seatbelts and drinking while you were driving was acceptable. Literally. <laughs> like, 
Literally. So like that's all I'm saying is like now. Just try. Like, just try, America. Just try to have just some give it, give sort it a, of gun. Give it a chance. Give me a chance to come through. All I ever wanted <laughs> was some gun laws and the chance <laughs> to not get shot by you. Yeah, well, and that's, you know and that's like, actually... That's actually something that my friend uh, that I stayed with in London brought up while I was there. He was like, doesn't it feel great to be in a country where you're not worried about being shot at any given moment? And I was like, oh, wow, that's why I don't feel the way that I normally do at home right now. <laughs> this and subconscious is- like, oh, I'm not going to get shot today. Great. And what sucks is like we are a nation that has every capability of fixing that overnight. But we and there's a lot of there's a lot of um you know there's a lot of countries that are in locations that are in great turmoil where if they tried this it would be hard to figure out it would be but we actually have both the infrastructure we are not um on our land we are not fighting fighting wars we're not currently being bombed like there's so many ways we could we could be addressing a lot of these things uh right now um we act like a first world country but man let's let's really but we sure aren't we we really need to take a good assessment of that and uh yeah. figure that out yeah I, I, someone, I love someone... i love i love america in that i i love the idea of um you know uh democracy and uh paving our way and our boom of creativity that we that have come out of us and come out of our um our collective but we are slowly sliding into a very strange place um we already were a strange place we're trying to get better and now it seems like we're backsliding again um yeah. and i just well not seems we are um because we're being hijacked currently by a group of people that are loud and violent and fascist and uh bigoted yeah. but you know what would make all of this so much better money yes i would like that too <laughs> what would um, i i am privy to some information that i'm going to share here and like, even though we haven't really gotten officially into like the whole podcast advertising situation yet, oh, I yeah. have, I am able to now, I believe, uh, at least at the time that this will go out, say that I have a brand deal right now with Essa Bagel and Magnolia Bakery. And they, as of August 17th, in three days, three days from the recording of this uh, podcast, are going to be doing a collaboration in store at Essa Bagel. Um, there's going to be a whole fun little event on the 17th down at the store on 14th and 1st, I think it is. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to try and shoot down there and leave my office so that I can go get some Magnolia Bagel, Magnolia Bakery bakery Bagel shit. Um, but my friend Erica's family owns Essa Bagel and I just love eat, Erica. Love Erica. And, okay. the, and that uh, that family is one of my favorites and their bagels are legit. I mean, I'm friendship aside, those bagels are fucking stellar. Uh, so not officially sponsored, but technically sponsored. <laughs> so everyone right. go, if you're in New York City, go to Essa Bagel and check out the Magnolia Bakery collaboration that they're doing with the bagels. I don't know what the, I don't know what the specifics are. I know I'm getting something in the mail that hasn't right. gotten here yet, but I uh, we will update. We will update as soon as I know. Please. Yeah, that's in- incredible. That's sounds super exciting. I hate that I'll be booked on something while that's happening. No, you know, well, it's it's ongoing. That's just the day that it launches. Okay. So it'll be well, it'll be I'm after on that for as a while, well. Unfortunately, fair, fair, fair. Uh, but we'll find where, out. Where are you going, Sarah? Oh, help! Uh, help! Um, <laughs> help. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you exactly where because you could find me in two seconds because I think like ten people live there. But um, I have a booking. It's in another state. I will be there from. God help the outcast from about. Um, I'm not complaining because God 
damn <laughs> get the bag <laughs> get the bag but um from literally i i leave on tomorrow it's not a long journey but i leave tomorrow at some point and then i'm working on on the books from the 16th to the 27th jesus lord yep uh i said yes to this uh booking uh at the start of the strike um at the start of everything and i don't regret it at all i'm very grateful for it but it is a long time where i won't be in new york and it's very strange for me you know um yeah you know. that's a that is a long time for you it is and you know we've gone away for like i've been away for like you know month collective you know like a big trips or like work stuff and this is a work trip but like usually i'm like flown somewhere far away and it feels like okay i'm at least you know flown far away coming back this is not that so it's like i'm close enough if i wanted to come back in a day during the day i could uh, I don't know, man. It's that weird feeling of like, I'm so no, close, but yet so well, and like, far. But then also like, why spend the money? Why waste the day off? They're holding me up in a hotel. Like, it's not like it's like, I, you know. Right. Well, and if it's that close, I'll just come visit you. <laughs> oh my God, you should. We should do it like, because it's like a small town. There's going to be tons of hiking, which is my jam. I love. Look at my social media at Sarah Seeds while this is all going on. There's also stuff happening with the union that I cannot talk about on the podcast, but, uh, you know, just check out my, check out uh, the socials. Instagram. Yeah, check out all the it's socials. It's exciting. I know what it is. Going and, on. and everyone who's following Sarah knows too because it was announced, I believe, yet two days ago. Yeah, I'm gonna do a video today. Um amazing. I can't I yeah. won't say it either for, for can't do anything. Whatever. Nothing happened. Uh, nothing happened. But look, at, but look at it. But look um, at it. Um <laughs> yeah, but I'll be there in this in the middle of the state. Um it's a state you're very familiar with, Ed. So I'll be there for a while. <laughs> um we'll have to talk then, off camera because I know you told me, but I can't remember. And I feel I, like we were also drinking. Oh. Like, oh my god, I know. I've broken we the sobriety April again. Early. Girl, yeah. I, I love an Aperol spritz. I know like they're Too. they're very polarizing. People either really like them or they think they're disgusting. And I don't understand those people because I, I was never on people. I was never on board with an Aperol spritz until I had a good one. Yeah, once you have one, that's good. If right. you say they suck, I just don't know. I just I don't, just know don't believe you. I don't believe you. Like especially when it's summertime and the living easy. And the living is well, it's not that easy. That's okay. But, it's yeah, rough. You know. uh, the living's rough. Um, but <laughs> there's lantern bugs everywhere. But um, they're ever they're destroying the wine industry. Yeah, they're destroying the wine industry. Um, um, I loved. Oh my god! So we had a moment this weekend where. Oh my god! I know exactly. I was just telling my parents about this last night. <laughs> I don't know which one. There were so many moments. This weekend. There were so many. I'm thinking of the one that was at the Hudson. There's a couple. Um, so at okay. the Hudson, you let's just ahead. talk about our journey. So we were at the Hudson, which is a great place on the water. I had a friend visiting for the weekend and it was really fun. And we did so much stuff. And the night before we were out till like two or three in the morning and it was a recovery sort of moment. Yeah, we <laughs> still went to brunch that morning. We still did. I was like, guys, I am. You wow. are a better woman than I. I would. I could not have made she, it through she that. She is a warrior. Um, truly. She's truly a warrior. She really is. And so we went to the Hudson. And while we were there, first off, there were lantern bugs. Like, we had killed so many of the nymphs. Okay, so to be clear, the lantern bugs are a uh, invasive species. Um, literally, scientists as well as, um, like, every every organization is like, please kill them. Please, please. kill them. It's the Japanese-spotted lanternfly. Yeah, they will. They have been taking down not only other species, but destroying industries because of what what they do. They're just parasitic. So not on, you know not far from us, but anyway, so kill them. but not you. Um, so we were trying to kill them, and it was so funny because they just kept coming up to like in the water, and like they were right there on the fence. And me and Mike have been stomping. Then Ed was like, "I'll get it." 
he just like smacked it but it was just enough to not get it and it was like it was a good it was a good moment and then there was the one after that that was sitting on top of the railing that i went to hit with the menu and i totally missed (laughs) and i like karate chopped it with the menu and it just was like it was such a great way we all believed that you had gotten it, but then there was yeah. like, there it was far away. But I was and like, oh. it was, yeah, it was so funny. But I want to, I want to hearken to the thing that happened after that, which was like, I don't understand how so many ridiculous, funny things happened in a span <laughs> of like two hours because we weren't really there that long. No, um, but <laughs> we're sitting there, and so like this restaurant called the Hudson, not sponsored, up in yeah. Inwood, is like this beautiful place. It used to be called La Marina. It was a hot mess, but they've redone yeah. it, and it's absolutely beautiful now. It's right on the <laughs> Hudson rich. River. Um, you can like sit just feet away from the river and watch the sun go down. It's stunning. Um, and it's not that expensive either. I think no. we had, we each had like two drinks and a, and a meal for like yeah. 40, 40, 50 bucks. Not yeah. too bad. So, yeah. um, so anyway, then, uh, and I guess an appetizer too, now that I'm thinking about it, forgot, so I don't know. We're drinking. Whatever, we've, yeah, we've whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, so we're sitting there and I'm, I see over Michael sitting cat corner to me and Sarah's across from me and I'm facing downtown and like the way that the marina works is like the water kind of wraps around the outdoor space that you're sitting in. And I yeah. see this like reflection over Mike's shoulder. And for a second, I was like, that looked like a skunk. And I was like, no, 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 no. It's is the reflection of the water. It was the reflection of the water. And, and I you said, just said you were like, I think I, I just like, saw I think I it's like, a skunk, but yeah, I was like, I think I just saw a skunk, but I don't maybe I didn't. I was like, there's nothing there. And then maybe 10 minutes later, and I don't know why not it took even. so not it maybe okay for maybe, maybe five like minutes. Five. Yeah. Um this is this little chubby little skunk waddling its way towards directly to me like i can see it and it's looking at me and i'm like and there's the skunk we gotta go and so all of us just like panicked jumped up and grabbed all of our shit and we were like let's go and then like mike told the table next to us which told the neighbor next and then there was like this domino effect this wave this wave of people that were just like i we're all getting up we're all and then immediately immediately after we got up it was a torrential downpour (laughs) it was like skunk and rain it was was the many plagues it was like lanternfly skunk rain oh my right i was like like, oh my god what is this egypt 2000 bc like what's happening bibli um, biblioteca (laughs) for sure like bible like oh my god yeah we were we were like it was so funny too because then i'm like holding this like naked salad and it was just like i got oh my god which you left behind <laughs> i just was like it's left no behind. salad I'm left behind high. yeah but yep, and then exactly on, left behind salad and then edition. on top of that on top of that it was like we're trapped under in the little bar space because yeah. it was raining so hard and yeah. so fast that yeah. like if we would have stood outside for three seconds we would have been drenched oh so then we all then decided on on getting a beer uh, which, by the way, I'm not a beer drinker, and I don't. I mean, I don't do it because I have a crippling fear about getting fat from beer. Um, sure. But like, I always forget how like refreshing and oh, nice they man, are. Yeah, there a, ain't a good, nothing like a beer on a hot day, and it, that's ain't just nothing so, like a beer on a hot day. Ain't nothing like a beer on a hot day. Uh, Someone like turned that into a song. Um, <laughs> ain't nothing like a beer on a hot day. <laughs> but it was like it was a lagunita it was a lagunita which like is not which is also not like a beer that i would normally drink but that's kind of one of the only things that they had they're not very beer heavy (laughs) and i just was like god damn this is like and now i'm like fuck am i gonna start drinking beer again like fuck yeah i have clothes there's a, I need there's to a lot into. of great craft breweries <laughs> i know my sister my sister has like cr- this craft beer app that wow. anytime she and her husband go out and they uh do beer stuff they'll like track it on the app 
Mm. And and like it's like how many of them can you get through? And then there's like points and rewards and some other shit. I don't know, but it's it's fun for them and it's a thing that they do. But I'm not a beer. Fun. I'm not a beer person. There's only one other beer that has like me hopping back on the sober train talking about yeah. alcohol. Um, with one other beer that sticks out in my head that I I remember specifically. I don't remember what it was called, but I had it in Louisville, Kentucky, at this bar called the Holy Grail, which is now closed, unfortunately. But it was an old wow. church. And the congregation part of it, like in the downstairs was the restaurant and then the choir loft upstairs, which was just called the choir loft, was this like community seating bar. Mm -hmm. And where the organ was, was where the bar was. And they still had like the religious iconography up and it was just fucking cool. But I had this beer that was like a lager that was aged in bourbon barrels in California. And it was like 14, I think it was like 14 or 17% alcohol, which is insane. And I had like- I don't remember, uh, but those are high usually. That's yeah, high. um, I don't, I don't think so. I think it was mm-hmm. a, I think it was a stout that was a stout, a stout that was that was aged in bourbon barrels, and I had two of them. Oh. And I was like shit faced. It was crazy. I loved it. Well, beer will get you. I I was when I was um, oh god, when I was uh, I think it was like ten years ago maybe, and I went on a road trip with my family. We flew out to Vegas rented a car and then drove inward to like all the big moments like you know uh what is it the well we went to the grand Teton. we went to jackson hole wyoming saw the tetons yellowstone um the grand canyon all that cool shit santa fe but one of the one of the parts was in jackson hole wyoming which is one of the most beautiful towns i've ever seen um it just gorgina in the mountains elevated see that's when you forget when it's elevated and you have a drink oh my god it oh my hits God. different altitude drunk is so different it's very different so i get to, me and my my dad the rest of the peeps like my bro uh my ex and my uh, mom are just like back at the cabins like in their cool cabins like up in the like a, a cabin community are like in their little little cute cabs and me and my dad are like we're gonna go try the the local craft brewery let's go so um and me and my dad we have great conversation but we don't usually get super emotional or anything well <laughs> We go I feel to like this, this is a cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah, well, we go to this uh this brewery and it's like so it's the highest one of the highest points in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. And I of course pick like a dum dee dum dum, the um and probably haven't eaten enough. Who knows the IPA, which is like I don't know what percent alcohol by volume, but let's just say in the altitude is a lot, you know. So yeah, I have seven percent, but then with the alcohol, it's forty two. Yeah, and and it, I I proceed to have one with my dad. And he has one, then we're on our second. And I'm already like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I feel just like, what is going on in here? So like, I remember I brought my phone into the bathroom and took like a selfie, like by the mirror for no reason. I don't think it meant any, like, it wasn't a great bathroom. Like, why was I doing that? You know what I mean? Like, it was just like decision-making was getting weird. And then it turned into my dad being like, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I'm so proud. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. You're proud of me. Like, I don't even know where it came from because it was just a very nice conversation like we usually have. But for some reason, the altitude mixed with the drunkness mixed with like on this trip, I was like, my dad is proud of me. He's proud of me. Uh. And I just started like weeping. And so oh then I God. get back to the um cabins and my mom's like, 
what is going on? And she, and I was just like, dad's proud of me. Like, dad. And I'm like, what is, and I'm not a crier. I'm not a belligerent person. I'm usually like the one like, wow, you had that much, Sarah. You seem so, and everyone else is like, and I'm like, yes, that is how much I, have. you know, but I was losing it. I literally yeah. had to take a bath and just be like, <laughs> drink oh my water. God. That altitude shit will get you every time. Also, cooking at altitude is different. Ooh, it's different. Yeah, the boiling point is different. The way things work yeah. are different. That, I learned that the hard way when I was working out in, uh, well, first of all, when I was working out in Denver, uh, that was the first time Not I tried Denver. to make rice. And, oh, my God, I burned the shit out of it. And then, uh, I know, <laughs> I didn't actually learn how to successfully make rice until, like, last year. Like, don't make fun of oh me. Oh, my God. I didn't learn how to successfully boil an egg until I was 28. Like, they cut the home ec program at my high school right as I got there, so. The home ec is not the excuse. (laughs) It's the excuse that I am using. (laughs) Yeah, I'm using that school didn't teach me how to do that. It's like, School didn't teach me how to do it. So uh, anytime I get to shit on my tiny little Catholic school that like closed because they're paying off, uh, you know, sex offender lawsuits. Right. And then burnt down. You know, anytime I get to shit on them, I will. So it's their fault I don't know how to cook. Um, I do now, but you know. But Denver, I like cooking in Denver was fucked up. And then when I was in Reno, cooking in Reno was fucked up. And so we just ended up going out all the time because I was like, I don't know. Like, I, the thing I can make here is coffee. <laughs> <laughs> the coffee still works. The coffee yeah, no, works. But it's, it's, it is interesting because then I, yeah, once you learn how to do it or like, it's just, it's just a little bit, you just get taken off guard by it because you just don't realize altitude will get you, you know, yeah. is it the same effect? Does it do it also in planes or is that just... Because That's a good the, question. No, because I think the cabin is pressurized. I yeah, think because I the like cabin's it pressurized, it doesn't do it. Wow. Huh. I've always thought about that. Just now, I no, I didn't. I just thought about it now. <laughs> I've always thought about it. No, I didn't. Just no, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. I had it just out of myself. <laughs> yeah no i mean i guess maybe i mean maybe that's a thing i don't i'm guessing because it's pressurized it doesn't but like huh i don't know yeah um we could just google this but um i don't feel like it okay Okay, go for it you all right i'll talk you google (laughs) talk about it i think i think you're right though i think um you know do you get drunker on a plane is probably not it it's probably i really think it's because it's pressurized um you know unlike the ocean gate there you submersible. go submersible <laughs> yeah, it does not, no you don't get drunk on a plane so i'm sure it has to do with the it's probably but yeah because it's pressurized cool 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 yeah. cool cool, glad cool. We so it's actually mystery. like safe. glad we solved that mystery which was not a mystery <laughs> not really nope <laughs> not there was really a thing either. online that i got found in two seconds correct yeah no yes. no but i think there's something you know to to talk about like how how it is right now it does feel like there's just so much happening um like yeah. we said that we uh, should just go to altitude and get drunk. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. self-medicate. No, Everyone I mean, between the strike, which, you know, updates uh, for the strike, it's the WGA and the NPTV are sitting at the table. I saw that. Oh, my God, that's right. Oh, my God, we um, should have we should have talked about this during the first part. We were like, what's fine. going on? It doesn't on? matter. We're going to get there. We got, we got there. there. We got there. Yeah, I saw that. So the, what 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 was the chronology of this happening? Because I thought I saw it was the AMPTP with the WGA first. Yeah, and then they were like, "No, never mind." And then well, what? Then happened? they when they went for a, a, maybe a day, and it didn't really work, and it was kind of like, and there was a little animosity. It felt like, especially like from the writers, it seemed they were like, "Well, that was okay." We came in again, and it just seemed like you're not, you're not doing it. And then uh, the MPTV came back again and was like, "Okay, okay, okay, let's talk." So, if anything, guys, it's just a great sign that um, 
regardless, the fact that they're even sitting at the table discussing uh, is a big deal. Um, and I wonder what's going to happen with us next in terms of SEG-AFTRA. I have no idea. Um, I, I, I know, wanted, sorry, go ahead. No, I just, I just know that because we're both striking, um, you know, and there's such a power in both of us doing it at the same time. I'm just curious what, they're, what the NPTP's uh, thinking other than finding a deal that we all will want, which is the equitable good thing to do, or is it to try to divide and conquer? I'm just curious if that's going to be the tactic of them. Well, I think I think I had sent this to you, but I don't remember. I don't remember if I did. But also, you were having a social media blackout day yesterday, so you might not have seen this. But the thing that I had sent to you about uh, how all of the major network streamers are have been investing in AI generative software. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, what? How do? How do you feel like that plays into this? Um, I think that they think that they can replace writers with AI. I think they think that they can try to um, pay someone 900K to be an AI person or whatever whatever they wanted to do. Just pay one person to do the job of like 70. Um, it's, I think maybe they're trying it while also working alongside us in some ways. Um, I think really the, the, the thing is it's not going to be as good. It's just not going to be as good. I mean, of course not. So it's not going to work out. It's just not going to work out I for mean, them. AI can't write trauma. No. That's our job. <laughs> no, that's our job. Also, everything that AI is doing, and again, people don't really connect this. I feel it's not just gener- it's not generating its own thoughts and ideas. It's taking from the pool of people and the then generating this thought. It's a collective thing. So we're extremely unpredictable. We are very individualistic, especially in this society. And we also don't do what you would technically expect mathematically on paper. A lot of times our decision-making is not based on logic. So um, I just don't, and also like you can tell when worse writers try to write something when we've had writer strikes in the past where they didn't have the AI to replace them. They had just other writers that would be willing to, you know, be scabs or, or work as non-union writers and the quality extremely dropped a num a number of shows it's very noticeable in the early 2000s or whatever it was yeah <clears throat> so they can try i don't know i think a lot of that is leaked so we get scared um yeah, i agree and i don't really take it much other than to say we do know what's happening privately we do know a lot about it that's why we've asked for all the things that we've asked for so if they if they sit down and respect what we want which is what has to happen before you go back to work which will happen then i'm not afraid of any of that because i think we'll be working in tandem and we're keeping it uh in a cage so to speak the ai while working with it it's got limitations it has things it can't steal so to be honest like a lot of that i feel like is kind of out there so i'll get freaked out and i'm not because you guys can't do jack shit until we say yes so boom that's how i feel i mean that's 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 how i feel um, yeah, and and I think I think the also um, the uh, collective thought of people who are not in the industry is that we don't want anything to do with AI, and I don't think that that's true. No. I think we need to recognize it as a useful tool that can be utilized yes. in a lot of really great ways. Yeah, it then just becomes like, you know, uh, <laughs> where where does where's the line? Yeah, it just can't be untethered, right? It, right. We have to have parameters around something that is potentially very and has been very dangerous, but also is actually helpful somewhat to the collective. Um, right. 
So, and also we're not idiots. We're not like, we can't stop it. We can only make sure that it is utilized in a way that uh, keeps our autonomy. Um, again, the, 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 fr- the phrase of SAG after is like, um, easy to work with, harder to fight. I mean, like we will work with what's happening, but it has to be not not in any loss of our autonomy or not getting uh, granted uh, from us uh, for them to use our likeness or we're not paid for our likeness. Um, so there is so many ways to do this that are that are helpful. Um, and we had them laid out. We have them laid out. Um, and I can talk, you know, I don't need to get specific because everything's out there, but like we've released all the things that we asked and how we asked and there are ways to make this work very easily. So if they just would do it, we would be back to work. So um, also, you know, there's the whole thing about the interim agreement, which we talked to about last time in pretty extent, but just to say again, if let's just say we make a movie that's using the interim agreement and say a big streamer, such as like Apple plus or Disney plus wants to stream it and they want it really badly just like any SAG contracts that work, it's all the way through distribution. They'll have to do what we're asking for. And then they'll see that it works. And then that's our backdoor way of getting in that way. So no matter what, they're going to have to work with us, no matter what. Yeah, and we love a backdoor. We love a backdoor. We love a backdoor. I was at the backdoor. Oh my God, yes. I love that place. I loved it so much. Everyone was drinking out of mugs. It was soups cute. Yeah. Um, the well, one and they, thing- they did that because during prohibition, they had to hide alcohol. And so they just said they're drinking tea or coffee and they would put all the alcohol in mugs. I love that so much because now it's so obvious. It's not tea or coffee. Because <laughs> people are like, I didn't see, I didn't see. it's chamomile. I promise. Well, it was like stop number six on that one night. So oh my God, I, um, I'm so glad I love you, there- but I'm so glad I did not go because Jesus, I would have tapped Thank out you. in like an hour. Yeah, well, no, there was a there was a point where we got to, so we did that, and that was really cool. But it was really funny because we were like, no one is dancing; everyone's just like, ah, 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 you know. And we were like, we got to get this thing going down. Is music? So I started like really getting to dancing. Alicia jumps up on the table, and I'm like, gosh, we are. No, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, I think Lord. we're too far for this. <clears throat> anyway, it was really fun. But then we were like, our last stop is going to be a rooftop because that's what she really wanted to do. So I was going to take her to like. <clears throat> one that I knew we could get in, get an amazing view, get out, won't cost like $300 to go in, um, 235th. So we were, we were waiting in line. <clears throat> and the line was moving pretty good, but it was like what you just said. About halfway through, she was like, guys, I don't want to go up there. Yeah, I can't. I don't care. Yeah. I don't want to do it. And me and Mike were like, well, it's moving really fast. You know? And she's like, no, seriously, it, I think we're good. I was like, yeah. you know what? Put my ass you're in right. an Uber. You're right. You're right. Because <laughs> as soon as they got an Uber, I don't, I didn't go to sleep, but like, I think she fell asleep. Mike might've, I don't remember, but it was just really funny. I was like, yeah, I think that was the time. That was the move. Yeah. Cause otherwise she would have sat down up there and fallen asleep. And that would be yeah, a and I don't different want my conversation. Friend, I don't want to torture my friend when she visits me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope but she anyway. had a good time. Cause I had a good time with her. She's cool. I had a great time and she had a great time. And, uh, you know, she's back in PA now with the baby. So. With the baby. With the baby. We the love. We love. Well, um, well, seriously. This was like a fun little catch-up moment. I this was a it. fun little catch-up moment. And there's so many peaks and valleys to this episode, too. I know. We talked about injustice, <laughs> fires. Uh, oh, getting drunk at altitude. Drunk <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think this is just a sign that we are we are doing what we do, uh, staying the course. Uh, life is crazy and very crazy. Uh, I'm going away for a booking for this, and then I have another one after, but I'll be in town for this one, thank God. But what, but what kills me is 
Uh, I just got a text from my partner and he has, he's flying right now to one thing. And then he just got word that somebody has COVID somewhere else where he has to go to oh, possibly God. Europe now. Here we and I'm go like, what again. What is happening? Everything is, oh, <clears throat> don't want to end on this, but it's a good thing. And then it's a bad thing. So a film Start I was with the in, bad thing. Start with the bad thing. Bad. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> I kind of wanted to go. All right, fine. That's fine. We'll, we'll go, we'll go bad. Uh, so the film festival that, well, it's good and bad. The film festival, my uh, movie that I was the lead in got in to one of them, the chain film festival. The award ceremony was last night. And that was going to be the one time where I was going to get dressed up tomorrow, yesterday and go out. Um, and then we get an email in the morning that they canceled it due to COVID cases. here we are again um so many people have been getting it Um, yeah i mean shit's getting canceled again my dad had a gig canceled in pennsylvania because of it like there's a lot of people out on broadway right now because of it i'm i've had a couple friends contact me to be like hey we can't hang out because i have covid again and I'm just kind of like, while I'm continuing my mm-hmm. job excursion situation, yeah. I'm just like, I cannot like a- do another December 2021 situation. Um, even though I'm thankful for it because it forced me out of bartending. It literally was mm-hmm. the moment where like I was going to a bartending event that I was or an event that I was bartending at. Yeah. And I am standing outside the door of the place waiting for everyone to show up. Um, because I was captain, I was the first person there, I was bartending. Right. And uh <laughs> the woman who was organizing the event came up to me. She's like, Hi, are you Edward? I was like, Yeah, she's like, I'm so sorry. We just found out the host took a COVID test and he's tested positive. So the entire party is canceled. Um, because it was a holiday party in someone's apartment, right. like down in Chelsea. And right. so I had to call everyone, cancel everyone, tell them to turn around, take everything back to where they came from, like because like all the alcohol that we were bringing. And yeah. I just was so mad. We did end up getting paid for that, but I didn't get any tips from that. It was like half the right. amount that I was expected to get. And I just remember sitting on the train. I was like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I need something that is a little bit more, a little less wishy-washy. Right. And so like, <clears throat> I just can't, I don't want, I personally don't want to go through that again. And I know I no don't. one else wants to go through that ever again. No. But here we are with another variant that's like taking shit out and getting shit canceled. And it's well, like, that's what I mean. It's just unfortunate. It's like, is there a booster now that I can get? Like, why can't I can't get a single? I'm and too you know young, what? So- I haven't even I haven't even been following because there's yeah. too much shit going on that I'm like, I yeah. don't know. <laughs> like, and I don't know how, you know, we've managed to not get it because knock on wood, because um we've been out there. Yeah. <laughs> I know I've been out there. And yeah. uh taking the train, doing all the things. So it just makes me, it's just so concerning. It is. And it makes me feel like, you know, cause I mean, you can have it without symptoms. And so then it makes me feel like, have I had it recently and not known it? And that's why I don't have it because yep. I'm on the train almost every day with work. And like, I'm right. certainly a little bit more out and about now than I was a couple months ago. So like, I just feel like it's just a fucking matter of time, man. Like there's only so much you can do. Right. That's so true. Yeah, I mean, I just we have to live our lives. I mean, and that's the thing, and that's why I'm being very smart about saying yes to certain bookings and knowing that, although you know, I will be locked in. It's just like a, it's just like a week and a half chunk, and then I'm gonna be okay, you know, because we we need to buffer ourselves because shit is hitting the fan. It feels like again. So, yeah. fuck. Well, I have a call with my recruiter today at four uh, <laughs> to talk about buffers. Right, <laughs> buffer that shit out, babes. Lord God. Yeah, and actually Here I was on site for a big brand that I helped um oversee. It was one day, it was very long, but hey baby. And uh 
one of the actresses on site with me um, was talking about financial literacy and I brought up our podcast and how we discuss all the time. And she was saying this, how artists and anyone really, and women and queer folks are, are often never taught how to balance a thing. It's like what guys do at golf. They're like, don't worry, man, I'll give you my guy. Sign up for this. And my yeah. money guy will make it happen. You know, it's like, we don't sometimes have those outlets, you know, what and we're not mob. <laughs> well, like, no, I'm just saying like my dad golfing, like, a lot of business stuff happens when you're just playing golf. Am I, am I on the golf course with them? No, no. Am I like, no, you know what I mean? Like, I just know that that happens. And it's like, there's certain, like, and I'm not saying that's where it all happens, but it's like, it needs to be more accessible to everyone to like have opportunities. And the only way to do that though, is to be that person and ask for opportunities and ask for financial literacy. There's programs. I think the SAG foundation is doing one. I think like there's a lot of programs for artists coming out right now. If you guys Google them because of the strike where you can get financial literacy um, as an artist, because we are definitely not taught that. We were definitely not taught that. And I know uh, Actors' Equity offers something similar to that as well. Um, I don't know the specifics of it, but the Entertainment Fund, the Entertainment Community Fund, former Actors Fund, RAP, offers offers free stuff like that with as well as career counseling and everything else. So if you feel I've and I've used them before, they've saved my ass so many times, like mental health wise, money wise, they've paid my rent before. Like it's it's a great, it's a great foundation. I love that. I like hearing that because I've never utilized them, but I've, I've only heard good things. Like they're not one of those companies where you're like, "Mm, what do they do? Right. 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 Well, and they, and they do like career counseling if you want to get out of the entertainment industry or you want to restructure stuff. So that's good. And so because (laughs) they're like, how to get out, Like how this is how you leave. (laughs) Are you okay? No. We'll help you get out. Um, out. (laughs) Just leave, get out. Um, but I mean, they have seminars for stuff like that. So I'm pretty sure that they, they definitely have some kind of financial literacy thing like that too, because we're not taught that. And you know, I think you said it, it really, what it comes down to as far as getting money in the door is asking for it yep. and not directly asking for it maybe, but like asking for the opportunities that lead to it. And act like you, you know what you're, ta- you know, it's like, I, I don't like the fake it till you make it thing, but it is, it is that just, just do, just well, learn, be as literate as you can. And yes. you don't just automatic. everyone fails at first or has to stumble to learn. So you have to, you have to try. When I did fundraising for the first time for a series, did I think it was going to be successful? No, but it was, but it was like, there was a lot of stumbling parts and things where I had to like figure it out. And, you know, if you, until you do it, you know, you're not going to have anything. Yeah. Well, and I, and also I want to, I want to talk about the fake until you make a thing too. Cause like really like, I feel ways about this and and it's because for one, it really kind of ignites the whole uh, imposter syndrome thing when we're like, oh, I'm ah. just faking it till I'm making it, indicating yeah. that you don't know what you're doing and you're just making it up as you go. And like, maybe that's true in the beginning, but you definitely have to get to a point where you're recognizing that you're not faking it anymore. No. You have become the person that knows what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing. And and like to that point, it's cheapening yourself. It's like by saying yeah. like, oh, I'm just faking it. Till I, like it's cheapening your intelligence and what you're capable of. And to that same point, when I hear people being like oh I'm just living the dream when they're like talking about absolutely not living the dream it cheapens that and I hate when people say that and you know it's that's across all industries I'm working in finance right now and some guy was like how you doing man living the dream and I'm like no no no, I'm not not here (laughs) and like at auditions at auditions and shit people were doing that all the time it's like hey how you doing oh living the dream like stop it stop it all of those things are cheapening what you're trying to do it's it's saying to yourself 
that I'm not worth anything. I'm never going to get past this certain point. And I'm just going to like make fun of the fact that I'm not as successful as I wish that I was. Like let's, let's collectively agree to stop doing that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. And I, I think the flip side of that though, it's like the, um, the subtle art of not giving a shit. It's not that you shouldn't give a shit. It's just that you should not be bogged down by extraneous shit. I think, I think the reverse of like fake it to make it is like everyone started out somewhere. No one knew anything when they started that's okay right it's like and, and that ties into okay. ask, asking for it ask everything ask for it question question the question um yeah and it, it really is just kind of like you know i guess to when i when i was 19 and moved here mm-hmm. i was faking it i had no fucking idea what i was doing but now at 30 i am yeah absolutely confident that i know what the fuck i'm doing and yeah. if there's and i'm secure enough in that that if something comes along that i don't know what i'm doing yeah. i will happily ask i will happily say hey i'm not really that familiar with this can you help me yep and i and i think too and then this is another this is like a weird another thing i know we're tangenting but it's like another thing that has to do with this is that sometimes though you're in rooms where people are paid exorbitant amounts of money and they're the ones supposedly in charge but they have no fucking idea what they're doing they could do it so much better that drives me up the wall too because how the fuck yeah. it's like you're like okay that feels like you are faking it <laughs> you guys are just idiots but i think but i think that comes down to what we just said asking for right. it and knowing the yeah. right people to ask yep yep and so, so let's do let's yourself. do more of that yeah advocate for yourself constantly educate yourself um ask find mentors ask questions and don't and- cheapen yourself and don't stop yourself. Stop. Stop stopping yourself. Stop, stop stopping. stopping yourself. <laughs> stop stopping yourself. Is that episode title? Stop stopping stop, yourself. Stop stopping yourself. That's it. That's the end. Well, we figured it out right at the end. We figured it out. I love it. Okay, great. Well, oh, great. this has this been has delightful. Been an- <laughs> oh, my this God. This has been and unhinged and me, hilarious. Yeah, next time you see me, I'll be in another state and I'll be like, help. Well, if it's the one that you're talking about, which will offline, uh, I could just come. I can just come. I would love for you to do that. I think I need you. Okay. I think I need you too. You're so rich.